So today's lesson is around one fundamental piece, which is focusing on your creative and why that works. It works for two. It works for primarily two reasons, and we're going to expand on those as well. Number one, you target with your creative, not with your audiences, and we're going to cover as to why that is. And that's built on concept number two, which is better ads and their impact on the auction. So we're gonna start with the second point, okay? So ads in the auction. The way that the Facebook auction works, when it decides how much it's going to charge you for showing your ads, you, you hear a lot about, well, it's about CPMs, and absolutely CPMs are true. But one ad, even in the same ad set, is gonna have a very different CPM than another ad in that ad set. The audience does not determine the CPMs. It is helpful, it's what we call a base CPM. That is the unit cost of that inventory, but we have a lot of other factors on top of it. One of those factors is, what is your page score? What is Facebook and your advertiser score? What does it historically look like for you as an advertiser? Do people commonly respond positively to your ads. Like if you've been running really bad ads for a really long time, or if people after they buy from you and Facebook pulls them, which they do, they say, well, this cost, this this company's trash. If Facebook looks at you as a liability to the timeline, because remember what you are doing when you're putting an ad out there is you are interrupting somebody's feed. Right, they're looking at all the stuff they want to, and then there's your thing in the way. This sore thumb that is that is fundamentally a burden on their experience. If you are a burden that people will then close the app or report negatively or that they don't look at, then you are not providing a positive situation for Facebook. You are a liability, not an asset. Now, if you have ads that people like to click on or write comments on, or they take actions and then they stay on the platform longer, then you are an asset to the Facebook newsfeed. You, while you are a burden initially, people find your content valuable enough that they stay on the platform longer. And that's all that really, really matters in the Facebook ad ecosystem. That is how people are given priority, and that is how everything works. So if you as an advertiser are seen commonly as a burden, either your ad account, your Facebook page, or the domain that you're driving ads to, or the creative that you're using in the ads because maybe other people are doing because you're drop shipping or something. If any of those are reflected poorly on you, then you are going to be paying a premium on that base rate of the CPM. So let's say you're targeting broad. Everybody in America, 18 and up. That base rate for the CPM, and I'm just making this number up, it is absolutely 100% not the case, but for simple math, we're gonna go there. Let's say it's 10 bucks. Now, if everybody that sees your ad hates it, and you're causing people to leave the system right away, that $10 might actually be jacked up to 20, 30, $40. You see people saying, well, Facebook's giving me $200 CPMs, what the fuck is going on? 
it's probably built on the back of you not providing ad creative and targeting that does well. So the end of the end user that sees your ad in their experience reflect it thinks of you so poorly that Facebook is charging you a premium just to be a burden because it wants to show your content less than other people's content in the feed. So it's going to charge you. 20 bucks, 50 bucks, $100 per thousand impressions, which is what a CPM is, instead of somebody else. Now, let's say your ad is killer. People fucking love it. They come in all the time. They're sharing it. They're doing all sorts of things. You might get a discount. Instead of 10 bucks, you might go to $8 or $7. Now, where this really makes an impact is if you're constantly delivering ads that people enjoy, then the compound effect of this down you know, over time is that you're going to get discounts on all of your CPMs. So your actual cost per sale or purchase or lead or whatever is going to become more efficient over time because the quality of your ads and the user experience are going up. So that's a big piece. Now it happens not only at your page level, but also the customer experience with your store. How quickly people are if they click on your ad and then they don't go back to Facebook. All of these other things. It also has to do with your actual creative. Whether people scroll right past it. The average person scrolls the height of the Eiffel Tower on Facebook and Instagram on a daily basis. And if you can't stop them to keep them on your feed for more than they would on anything else, you are a burden. If they stop on your information longer than somebody else's post, then you are an asset. Either you are a liability, in which case you're going to be penalized by being forced to pay a premium, or you're an asset, in which case you're going to be rewarded by paying a discount. So let's bring this all out. If you're paying, let's say, a base rate of $10, and now what we what Facebook calls this is the estimated action rate. If your estimated action rate is really low because people aren't likely to see it, that $10 might go to 20 or 30. And if it's an ad that doesn't do that well, that ad might also not have a very high conversion rate or whatever else. And, and so it's it's gonna cost you more and more money to try to get a sale. So while people do look at CPMs and CPCs and click-through rates and all of these other things, those are antiquated ways of evaluating success in Facebook, right? CPMs, CPCs, CTRs are trash metrics in Facebook because what is important, those are ramifications of your targeting and the quality of your creative in the user experience. The only other thing that goes into this bid is how much money you're willing to pay. The higher your budget, you will also pay a premium there. So if you're telling Facebook, I'm willing to spend a hundred bucks, you're gonna pay more than some, you're gonna pay less than somebody that's willing to pay a thousand dollars. If it's the exact same ad, the exact same targeting, the exact same everything else, if your budget is higher, your bid will be higher. So because the way the bid is set up is the budget and your estimated action rate, and that's built off of the historic performance of your store and your creative. When you look at CPMs or CPCs or click-through rates or anything else, those are trash, those are garbage metrics 
for garbage thinking that is antiquated and comes from people that are used to running search and PPC, where that was a point of truth, but Facebook is an optimized CPM. And none of that, those metrics matter because what is actually important is how much it costs to make the sale and how effective that sale is to your bottom line. So in order to really improve the system, you need better ads and a higher converting landing page so that you can reach people more efficiently and that they're taking the desired actions. That is what moves the needle. That is done by creative testing and by matching the audience to the customer and allowing Facebook to make as many decisions as you can. So. That's the first part of this. The second part of this is the audience and the matching and understanding your creative. So when we talked about concept, what we're talking about is what type of ad are we running? Now, you might have an ad that says we're the cheapest thing on the market, right? So your concept there is price. Now you're gonna reach people that are super excited about paying the least amount of money possible for something, right? So you are gonna reach that discount buyer. And if every one of your ads, it really appeals to a discount buyer, then they're all going to be competing with each other to try to find a discount buyer because every ad that you have, basically every post ID builds its own lookalike audience of the people that responded positively to it. Because remember, Facebook's trying to find other people that respond positively to your ads. So if you have a post that people like and a thousand people like that post, Facebook's gonna try to find the 1,001 people that are also gonna like that post so that it doesn't burden individuals to force them to leave the platform. The problem is, if you make all of your ads exactly like that, then you're going to have a lot of ads where their target audience is just basically a, the Venn diagram for that audience is just one big circle. Even if you're targeting all of broad, they're really only appealing to that maybe 1% or 5% or whatever people that it's going to look, they're going to look positively on that. Now you can try to get that, that price point sales pitch to be better and better and better and you know that it will probably help. But the way that you reach more people and the way that you improve your efficiency is by getting different sale, uh, different ad concepts so that you are appealing to different individuals. So if your low cost concept is working, you are appealing to low cost individuals. Now, maybe what you need is UGC content. Now, if you have UGC content where somebody can look at the ad and be like, hey, that's me. I, re I, I resemble that remark. I can see myself in this customer and I value that experience. Well, now, if you get good at that, you are going to be able to target another person with that ad. Now, remember, we talked about the bid is the budget and the estimated action rate. If you give Facebook only low cost, we're the value, we're the, we're the cheapest thing. There's only a certain amount of people that are going to have a high estimated action rate with that ad because let's say out of a room of 100 people, 12 of them love low cost shit. But if you try to increase your budget, you're now going to try to reach 15, 20, 30, 50, 100 of those people. As you move past that core group of 12 folks that really like what you're talking about, you are going to start to see a lower estimated action rate, which means your bid is going to go up. 
So because you're trying to force the wrong sales pitch on the wrong person, you're going to pay a premium. Now, the way that this was addressed previously with old thinking that comes from people that made a lot of money in email and uh and PPC is well, you just make another audience and you find the right ad for the right audience, you micro segment and you hyper target and all of these other places. So you're trying to win 30 different battles and you're going to be trying to be smarter than Facebook. Those people lose constantly. And that's a method that requires a fuck ton of work that brings you diminishing returns. It means basically you have to constantly chase yourself because you're not actually delivering consistent, stable results as a business. You're pulling lottery tickets and getting lucky a lot, and you're winning a lot, but you're also losing a lot. So if you take 100 risks in a day and you win 20 of them, unless those wins come in at better than a five to one return, you've lost money. Now, how likely are you to be able to understand how every single ad that you have responds to every single micro segment in a way that is going to allow Facebook to leave machine learning on every one of those so that you can match the right ad to the right user and have a highest immediate action rate and leave the learning phase on all of them? And hopefully those audiences are large enough that there's enough people in that micro segmentation on Facebook today that are likely to make a purchase in the attribution way that you're doing that you're also going to be able to understand ahead of time and in real time which one of those investments is worthwhile so that you're not throwing money on something that's already guaranteed to lose. That is a situation that no human can actually deliver. So we don't go down interest groups. We don't go down 20 different audiences. We don't go down four or five different audiences. You build your audiences around business objectives. So you use broad because it has the lowest base rate CPM. You can use lookalikes built around people that have purchased before or people that are interested in your brand. So lookalikes around your buyer group, your CRM list for emails and previous purchasers, and maybe a value base. You find the people that are likely to spend the most amount of money. Those are lookalike audiences. Maybe you stack them together so there's a nice little Venn diagram of them. Those are the audiences that Facebook is going to reach. Even though the CPM on that audience might be higher, the conversion rate of that customer might be greater. So instead of reaching 100 people at Broad and three of them buy, you might be able to reach 50 people in that lookalike and four of them buy. So it's actually better money for you. And remember, we don't care about CPMs or CPCs or CTRs because it's garbage metrics or garbage thinking. And Facebook is an optimized CPM platform. So all of that shit that the bosses and the gurus and all these other individuals who came up in a completely different ecosystem are making a lot of money leaning on because they don't understand the bare, basic, brilliant principles of the way that Facebook works. They're not teaching that. And that's why you can tell they're behind immediately if somebody references one of those things that is effectively a vanity metric, not a business objective. So how do we deal with this? We make very large audiences that are built for business objectives and then we target with our creatives. So when we talked about understanding your concepts, find three, five, ten, whatever it happens to be, different types of sales pitches. We've got the highest quality product. It's the, you know, the cheapest thing or 
Um, you know, we've got, you know, here are a bunch of people who might look like you that really enjoy it. That's your usually generated content. Or we have really famous people that are pretty that also like the things. So there's your, you know, influencer content. Or like people might not understand how to use it. So here's explainer video. So now I have an explainer piece of content. If you can find three to five ads that work, then your budget on any one of those ads is going to be lower because Facebook isn't trying to spend the entire thing on one ad that only appeals to 13% of your audience. It's got four or five different options and maybe your ad will appeal to 50 or 60% of your audience, but it's gonna understand the right sales pitch to the right person and you're staying the fuck out of the way because instead of trying to micro-segment everything and be in control where you're gonna lose all the time, you're letting Facebook in real time determine which customer needs to see which ad in the right placement with the right sales pitch and which cadence because it might be the first touch, it might be the second that might be the retargeting and they might whatever else it's going to do all of that for you because that's what optimized cpm is built around and that is something where even if we see limited data from ios 14 all of this other stuff that won't change because facebook understands what type of customers are responding positively to what type of creative because that really only comes down to what type of ad does this person like to engage with and what type of ad drives that individual to leave Facebook in a way where somebody else is spending more money on it. So if it is good business for Facebook as the owner of an advertising platform to show this type of creative to this individual at this time, it's going to be able to optimize towards that need, which means you're not necessarily going to lose the efficiency of your accounts because of all of this data loss, because you're not worried about Facebook being able to track every single thing that happens. You're focused on finding the best ads that convert the people at the best rate so that you're gonna have the greatest level of efficiency. That is like the thing that you really need to focus on. So if you do that, then you're gonna be able to see more consistent results and you're gonna be able to optimize towards the thing that is most important for your business. Understanding the number one most important performance indicator, your KPI, your key performance indicator, and then spending your time on Facebook to improve the efficiency of that one single most important thing is going to lead you to success long term chasing down this other shit is a waste of your time because nothing around reduced data around tracking issues around all of this fucking fear-mongering and ignorance coming around of ios 14 that's being sold by solution providers who are you know honestly fucking typewriter salesmen in the age of the electric car that are fucking already out of work and the only reason they're still in business is because there are very large companies that aren't adapt enough to be able to understand it and the people running them came up in a technology that has been obsolete for 10 years they're struggling you're not because you're not going to be focused around all this garbage thinking and around these garbage metrics you're going to try to find the right ad that appeals to the type of customer that's going to respond positively so facebook uses your content to keep people on the platform and you're going to reward it with more money because showing the right users the right content is good for your business's bottom line and you're going to know that on a day-to-day -day basis because you're measuring on a one-day click and because you're allowing the machine learning to stay out of the learning phase by using whatever optimization window is most likely to drive that result and because you've got cappy or anything else where it's server to server it's going to be able to feed back that loop so you're going to have compound effects so today's 
whole thing is really built around this lesson and the homework and both of the questions earlier around the concept of how do I build a Facebook ecosystem that is likely to succeed because my number one goal this month is to be more effective than it was last month. And the way you do that is you focus on your creative testing. And I do it at the biggest audience that I have. I organize my testing by concept and I go with the ads that are most likely to drive the business objectives that are important to me. And if I don't get the business objective that's important to me, I'm not looking to that ad as a winner. It might be the ad that gets the most amount of spend. It might be the ad that's absolutely winning in creative testing, but if it's not doing as good or better than the ads that I already have running in my very simplified ad account, then it doesn't matter because it's still a burden and I need to go to the drawing board and find more. And the purpose of your creative testing is to find a better sales pitch to reach your customer. It's the exact same fucking principle as fucking call centers all over the country and every infomercial that ever existed. The right ad for the right person. And the way that you do that is by letting Facebook make all of the decisions and you just try to give it a better set of choices to make by removing bad choices and testing your way to the best sales pitch you can. All right, so that is the it for the lesson today. So we're gonna open this up. Jeffrey, you have been holding on for all sorts of time, my man, and I really appreciate it. I'm gonna bring you up. I'm gonna make sure that this uh, microphone is pointed at this uh, at this phone, here we go. So I hope you're still here, my man. You've had your hand raised a long time and I'm gonna bring you up. Let me see how I can help you. Hopefully everybody gets to know you. Everybody, this is Jeffrey. Give him a follow and Jeffrey, give me a question and let me try to help you out. If I got a bad connection, can you hear me, sir? I can hear you, my man. All right, do the best I can. Forgive me, I'm a little bit ignorant about some of the nomenclature and lingo. Hey, that's fine, man. That's fine. I'm here to help. I like, I love it. Thank you. Um, so I've stepped into a new role with a small company. Um, I am posting their social media content. I have a natural gift for the messaging. It is a niche company in security. Um, we are somewhat of a newcomer. So my, my question is going to be a bit convoluted, but hopefully you can, uh, parse through it and give me some sort of nugget. Sure. I've, I've heard all we, sorts of things over the years. Let me help right. out. So, uh, we post on Facebook, IG, LinkedIn, um, of course, IG has the ability to post on um, Facebook simultaneously. And of the three platforms, we get the least amount of response on Facebook. Okay. Uh, we're killing it on LinkedIn. So I'm looking to uh, spend my time wisely. And I'm looking for somebody to explain to me some differentiating factors about why I should consider Facebook over LinkedIn. And... Um, my secondary question, if I may, which is a little more nuanced, you made the, the brief comment about most people who are buying, referring to people who are clicking on ads. What would that barrier of entry or price point be? Because we're dealing, my company specifically, we don't have a shop online, but we're dealing with price points between a quarter million and like four and a half million. So I don't think that we're ever going to have like an online shop. I don't know that we need to be running those types of ads. So I'm looking for a way to quickly roll out ads effective strategy to raise our profile and brand and i'm just i need to pick a horse and ride it i love it and, and this is a, a great problem actually i love i, I love this problem because it's one that i don't get asked a lot so let me try to rephrase this just to make sure that i understand and for everybody else yes what you, you what you're talking about here is basically you are now providing content 
um, and it feels like it's somewhat organic and as well as ads and you're doing stuff on Facebook as well as and Instagram and, and on LinkedIn and you're seeing that people are engaging with you far more often on LinkedIn and Instagram than they are on Facebook and you're taking a look at this as knowing that your price point for the service that you provide is six or seven figures. I mean, it is an astronomical, this is like a B2B type situation. This is not like you're not direct to consumer e-com. So you're trying to understand what's the way that I can provide the most value with what I'm doing. And another side point to this, if I can understand it, is you also want to hopefully be able to quantify this so that when somebody looks to what you're doing, they can say, hey, Jeffrey's doing a great job because of X, Y, and Z. Correct. And um, it's also a little bit selfish, too. I, you know, I'm only limited myself with so much time in the day, so not just justify my time to owners or investors, but <laughs> justify my time to myself. I'm not looking to prove something that I can't prove. Oh, no, I, I, absolutely. And I love that self-motivation. I'll tell you, pushing it yourself and having that motivation is, is, is a really great skill and uh, thing that I, I think a lot of people don't really take a look at as, as an important thing. So I, I think that's very valuable. Um, I, I think fo focusing on that is, is really important. So mazel tov on that. Um, so I would say, I think you have a situation, if I were to look at this, and by the way, if anybody else has any questions, please raise your hand. I, I'm going to try to do this until about 11, and then I'm going to the mastermind group because we're doing a deep dive in there, and you know, b bother me about that if you want to join it. Um, I'd say you've got something I would try to solve in three ways. Number one is try to understand what action leads to a sale. So try to understand what is the thing that you can measure that is most likely to be of value. Now, this might be in some businesses, it's lead gen, some businesses, it's site traffic, some businesses, it's just visibility, right? If it's not just straight conversions. So I would try to take a look at, and this is something where if there's an analytics department or something else where you can see it's what's called cohort analysis. What thing is most likely to drive long-term value for the business, right? Um, and so that is something that's really important because you might go for like, let me just make the most engaging content and you get a shit ton of comments and, and a whole bunch of people there. And it's and, and the result that people says is, well, all the traffic that comes from Facebook is totally useless. And it's because you're having conversations with people that are unlikely to buy. You're the Lamborghini salesman giving people test drives out on the Hollywood Strip and every one of them's got five bucks to their name. Not a single fucking one of them's ever going to buy a car. Correct. Yeah. So I would look at that initially to try to understand what that is. Now, it's probably clicks to your site. It's probably some sort of engagement. There's some metric in there and that's not an easy answer. And I wish I could tell you, hey, do this one thing. But... I would try to quantify that. Now, outside of that, what we can understand is just the volume of people giving a fuck. If it goes up, that's good for you. So I would try to take a look at understanding what, while we were talking about creative by concept, the right concept might change by platform. Um, and I have an old coworker, Jillian, who's in here, and she used to manage something that we used to work on together. And I'm sure that if you want to message her, she's really good at, at, at this organic side of things. And she might be able to help you out as well. Um, the concepting on what works on LinkedIn, what people on LinkedIn are looking for versus what people on Instagram or, or Facebook are looking for might be very different. So you could take a look at maybe trying to chart out 
some sort of metric for each post. Maybe it's how many people did this post reach? How many people like, commented, shared, or engaged on it? And how many people clicked on some on on a link or something within that post? If you can start to quantify what concepts work on each platform, you might be able to create a content strategy that most closely matches that platform. And honestly, what you're really trying to do is just raise the volume of actions per platform because regardless if you can figure out which one is the most important, more of everything is probably good in your scenario, right? So I, yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, correct. Yeah, I'm just gonna agree with you. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I think what's really key here is I would try to start to measure what you're doing, and understand. I think starting off with posting the same stuff kind of everywhere will help you understand what works in LinkedIn, what works on Instagram, what works on Facebook, whatever. But I would generally try to start to have two or three measurements. It might be reach, engagements, and clicks. Let's just say it's that per platform. And you're gonna understand some stuff works really well here, some stuff works really well there. And then if you need to move the lever on like, well, I need more on this, then you can start to design creative that works well for that. Or you might end up having different content strategies per platform. Now that is an effort, that's a higher level of effort, but maybe you post with less frequency on each platform and you focus that effort on making, instead of say posting, five times a week everywhere, you post th two or three times a week on each individual platform, total of five posts, but it allows you to customize each piece towards the action that is of most value to you organically in that space. Um, and then the last thing that I would really look at is trying to understand what success looks like for your efforts. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. And it's not out of anything ill, it's just when somebody hires you to do a job, they might have a conception of what it is that they want you to do. But there's a great way, if you go to somebody, your superior, because part of this is opt honestly just doing the best business, but part of it is also optics, right? And protection and, and you know, some of it is just, just you, know, per, you know, to protect your neck, like, you know, Wu-Tang would say. So part of it is just understanding that piece. What is somebody going to look at on an Excel spreadsheet that says Jeffrey's doing a good job? So I would really focus on those three things. One, try to find a cohort, something that you can point to that drives business success. Also, try to measure what you're doing so that you can optimize each platform more efficiently. And again, that might be lower volume, but higher quality. And then the last thing is understand honestly what somebody, what your employer's expectation is of your day to day so that you can also try to shoehorn all of this into that one thing. Because ultimately what's most important is your employer finds value in what you're doing and you can educate them up on the rest of the information that might honestly take weeks or months to really peg down. Like that is a moving target. You might never have the exact right answer. But if you're moving forward and you can quantify it while also saying, hey, look, I'm going to set up an Excel spreadsheet to track my work. What do you what is the primary thing that you want to see out of this stuff so that you can see that what I'm doing is providing value? People will love and respect the shit out of you for being self-aware to bring that. And then you can have a conversation with somebody when they ask you how you're going. You're like, that thing that you really care about, I've moved it 5% in the last month. Then they're going to look at you like, Awesome. He's doing a great job. 
And then it's your job to kind of on your own work on the rest of those things to really improve the co contribution to the business. Bravo, I appreciate it. Thanks for the, uh, for the feedback. No problem, Jeffrey. No problem. I got a, another three minutes here. If anybody else wants to ask a question, we can maybe do a little quick bang bang and, and try to make it work. Otherwise, if nobody raises their hand, um, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this and you can follow me here on, on Clubhouse. Uh, you can read my bio. I also am on Twitter, at CT Disruptor. You can also go to my website, FacebookDisruptor.com. I got a, uh, uh, you know, there's a there's a Patreon group with a whole bunch of eBooks. I put out a new one each week and or each month. And I've got, you know, a private mastermind Slack channel and all sorts of fun stuff. I'm not going to try to sell you here because I'd like to take this time to be able to answer maybe one person's question if they have it. Um, but I hope that you find this stuff valuable. And... I think maybe we won't have time for another question, but if I were to leave like a parting thing, please remember we had homework today. I already gave you the answer to the homework. Uh, and if you do that, you get 50% off uh, at the, on, on the Patreon or, or the, the website. And you get any of the eBooks or you can get any of the eBooks for free. And my suggestion to you is uh, try to take advantage of all of that stuff. Um, and I'll be back here next week. I think I'm actually about to go live probably later today at 1230 as well. So follow me and hit that little bell so you can see when I'm going on. And I hope that you all have really enjoyed this. I got a lot out of it. I enjoyed it. I'm all awake now. I'm ready. Oh, I think I said I was also going to talk about Super Bowl picks. So um, I spent entirely too much money on a lot of different bets that are probably not going to pan out. But in general, I think the number, if I had to give you two suggestions... One would be taking uh, Kansas City with the spread and the over, meaning you think they're going to win by at least three points, and there's probably going to be at least 56 points scored. I think that returns you almost three to one on your money. Or you can take uh, Tampa Bay to win outright and the under which is almost a four to one on your money. I think those are the two uh, simple bets, the two things that are most likely to bring you a really high return and that are likely outcomes. If Kansas City wins, they're going to do it in a high scoring game. If Tampa Bay wins, they're going to do it in a low scoring game. So play those two sides. I hope you all had fun. I got to go because I have 30 seconds before being on camera to the mastermind group. So thank you all very much. And I'll see you later. Bye.